Hello and welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share first-hand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Chris and I'm part of the team here at Tintech. On today's episode, we're joined by Pamela Clark Dixon. Pamela is an analyst at Ovum that specializes in communications and social media. Pamela talked with Jean about her research and findings in 2020 trends in consumer communication apps. So here is part one of our conversation with Pamela. Take it away, Jean. Pamela, welcome to the show. We did a little bit of an intro in the beginning of the show, but I'm sure our audience will want to hear directly from you. So could you just tell us uh, who you are and what you do? Thank you, Jean. It's a pleasure for me to be here on the show. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm Pamela Clark-Dixon. I'm the practice leader of the communication and social research stream at Ovum uh, within the consumer and entertainment services uh, research pillar. Um, Ovum is a business to business, uh, global business to business um, research and consulting firm. Uh, we aim to provide actionable insight um, to, our, to our clients. Uh, let's just start right from there. Now, what are you lately watching really more closely um, as we are kicking off this new decade 2020. Okay, um, well, thank you, Jean. First of all, I would just like to say how much um, I appreciate you inviting me to, to be on this show. Um, it's a very great pleasure for me to be speaking with you today. Um, so what I'm watching at the moment, and I think what a lot of industry analysts are watching, um, there are a few things. First of all, 5G is obviously uppermost on a lot of um, analysts' minds. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there with regards to consumers and how they use communication services or what sort of communication services um, telcos will provide for them, whether there'll be any difference. At the moment, um, it does seem to be no real difference, um, that the focus tends to be more on, on more enterprise-related services and on more content-oriented services like cloud-based gaming and so forth. But, you know, the, the, the way that the 5G networks are going to be set up, there'll be lower latency networks, um, they'll enable much higher um, data download rates. So, you know, there is potential for, um, I think, new services to, to come in there. Um, so related to that, you know, what are these new use cases around 5G for communications? And how does that extend into, and I know this is a topic of, of great relevance to, to Tintech, how does that extend into customer care? The expansion of commerce on communications apps is another trend that I'm closely watching at the moment. Um, there have been, we, we know that uh, um, in China, in South Korea, and in Japan, uh, the use of commerce on communications apps is, is um, is it's well used. So, um, but we're starting to see, or we have seen just in the recent past, Facebook um, enabling commerce, various commerce related capabilities on its Instagram. And, um, and we'll see that rolling out, I think a bit more with Facebook pay coming to, to all of the apps as well. That was something that, that Facebook launched towards the end of last year. So it'll be interesting to see how much consumers will use um, that kind of service um, on the Facebook suite of apps. Um, 
And then finally, I guess another uh, key area that I'm watching and have been watching for a while and want to continue uh, looking into is this provision of a richer communications experience um, in, into customer care, whether that's app-based, um, as I just mentioned, uh, or via the telco service of, of rich communication services. So, so those are the three sort of broad trends that I, I guess I'm watching as, as we go forward into the, the 2020s. That sounds like a lot that is happening, actually. But before we get into like sort of unpacking those, and I'm actually curious because you've been in this in the industry over a decade now, and and watching these things are shaping up and moving forward from there. Um, if you were to just kind of a look back and see some of the trends that you thought that would be really, uh, or the industry believed that will really. Um, take the market forward um, faster, um, that some of them came true and some of them did not, and I'm mm -hmm. assuming. Is there anything of uh, interesting tidbits that you want to share on that? Uh, sure. So I, I guess if I look at, I, I mentioned RCS there at the end, um, that's something that's been around for a, a while um, and we've seen lots of um, of a comment um, saying that, you know, RCS is, is going to be here this year and then this year and then this year and it's just not really uh, taken off as quickly as I think the telco industry would have liked or, or even as quickly as Google um, would have liked, I think. And so we're starting to see Google and its impatience leading into things like Google Guess where it's rolling out RCS independently of the telcos in some markets with a view, I think, to roping telcos back in when telcos in those markets launch RCS services. So that, that I guess, is, is kind of an, an easy one for, to pick for, for a prediction that has been a kind of a, a continual prediction but hasn't, hasn't really delivered as yet. Um, I guess the other thing is, um, and this is sort of a broader industry trend, I, I suppose, um, and we are starting to see that happen towards the end of the, the last decade where we're starting to see much more um, in the area of, of artificial intelligence and, and robotics. Maybe not so much robotics, it's certainly pushed forward a little bit further than it did. Um, but, but AI in particular, you know, we're seeing that as, a, as another growth area, but it's, I, I, I think it probably happened a little bit slower than, than I was expecting it. And, and, um, but maybe that was just me being a, a little bit more optimistic about the state of, of you know, what was needed in order to be able to deliver on, on AI-based use cases. And, and robotics, I mean, we know that's coming along as well, but it's still, you know, much slower than I would have predicted at the beginning of the decade. So, you know, you, you kind of, you live and learn from these things, I think. You realize that there are a lot of different parts that need to be actually established as the foundation for these technologies. And, and thankfully, towards the end of the decade, a lot more of these moving parts are in place. So. So, you know, I have an optimistic one and I have a slightly less optimistic one, I guess, with, with RCS in, in terms of past predictions that are coming true, but just more slowly than we expected. And then one which is still a little bit, we're not sure about that. Well, th that's exactly why I come to somebody like you um, to, to get the real pulse uh, at things that are happening because um, us being in the industry, we uh, tend to get excited, and and some of the but this comes in a mixed bag, where you don't um, 
watch for it, then, then you miss those uh, positive indicators that, that you could have made the difference. So now, now I'm anxious in terms of uh, some of the recent studies that you've been working on. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to share some of the highlights? Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, Yes, so um, I'd probably like to just share with you some detail from um, our digital consumer insights survey. Um, We run these um, as a series of surveys um, every year um, within OVUM. Um, And so the particular survey that I work on is based around communications, media and and commerce. Um, And I just wanted, I guess, to highlight some of the findings from this particular survey with regards to customer care. Um, so some of the things that, I mean, it, it hasn't really surprised me, but but maybe, you know, it, it surprises um, those with less of a knowledge of, of the industry or less of a knowledge of the communication side of the industry about how important, um, you know, a basic communication service like SMS still is as a communications channel. You know, we still, um, according to our survey, it's it's probably the top, one of the top three or four communications channels that consumers still use to interact with their service providers. Um, and when I'm talking about communications channels, I'm looking at, we're looking at SMS, voice, email, um, web browsers, both with and without sort of agent interaction. So things like web chat, for example, MMS we still keep in there, although it's it's much, much less relevant than it, it used to be, even if it was very relevant anyway. Um, and um, chat apps, obviously, of course, and 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 apps um, as a whole. So 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 yeah, so out of all of those, you know, SMS is still right up there as a communications channel for the moment. But um, you know, it, it's important to acknowledge that that chat apps are being used um, increasingly, um, that the, the, the growth in them is increasing, um, not as high as some of the other channels, um, but it, it is um, starting to increase year on year. So for example, um, if I look at um, the difference between 2018 and 2019, um, in terms of how consumers typically access customer care functions from their service providers, um, Chat apps um, increased from about 9% to just over 14% um, in 2019. Um, so from 9% in 2018. Um, but then if you look at some of the, the, the communications channels, um, the more traditional ones, SMS um, uh, unfortunately is actually uh, declining, but not as quickly. So it went from just over 23% to, to about 22%. So it doesn't sound huge, but I think the, the, the overall trend is is there, um, but we're still seeing a growth in email. So, and it's still one of the more popular channels that consumers use. So, from just under thirty eight percent to just over so um, in twenty nineteen. So, so it's things like that that you know obviously you, we need to still consider. Or brands, I think, need to still consider when they're when they're looking at their how they communicate with their customers and how their customers want to communicate with them. Um, but it does depend on the market in terms of, um, for example, if we look at chat apps in particular. So in some markets, you have a very clear dominant app, chat app or communications apps that consumers are using. So WhatsApp, for example, in Brazil and South Africa, obviously WeChat in China, but then it's fragmented in other markets. So you might have this almost even um, sort of use of of Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp in in markets like Australia or the UK. I guess another thing that um, is, is it's not surprising to me anymore, but I mean, maybe it might be surprising to, to others sort of within or without the industry, depending on what 
part of the industry that they're in is that video calling is a very popular service on 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 communications apps even more so than voice calling um, and so you know as, as I'm as I'm talking to you here today it's a video call as well and that's coming more into the business communications market but um, I, I think that's more than likely going to make its way into customer care as well if, if not already and become more common um, so yeah so just a, a few of the the findings I guess from the the, the customer care um, segment of our, our digital consumer insight survey I always get so intrigued by the geographical difference, you know, market by market, mm. how these things change. Um, do you see any differences like um, in other aspects, meaning whether age difference or, um, you know, special vertical industries, uh, are there any differences you see? Um, well, we haven't really um, segmented by vertical industry as such, but, uh, you know, with with age, um, it is pretty much the younger demographic, I think you could say that, for example, uh, tend to use video calling. And we, we do um, we do have that segmentation in, in our survey as well. So if I look at um, sort of if, um, say, for example, I'm just going to try and do this now on the phone uh, while I'm on the call with you. So, for example, um, yeah, it's video calls, um, probably about 76% of um, consumers um, under the age of 24 are using video calls um, on, on apps, um, whereas for um, consumers sort of over, over that age bracket, say over 25, um, if I look at that, it's it's a little bit lower at 61. I mean, it's still pretty high, um, but you know, we we do see some of that segmentation coming in, and and obviously the older the age group, you know, the higher up that you go, you know, say for over 35 year olds, it goes down to about half. So 53.4% would use video calling um, on their mobile phones via an app. So yeah, there there are there are specific differences depending on what feature it is and and the age group. But this this is where I'm going to um, ask you to you know provide your insights if if not exact data because mm -hmm. um, as as a consumer I I consider myself as somebody who is rather impatient mm -hmm. <laughs> and I often find myself like picking um, you know a brand based on how they quickly um, or not answering my questions yeah. um, and things in that nature. And it's, it's a split second decision. And sometimes I kind of have this buyer's remorse later, mm -hmm. but still at that moment of making that decision, I do really care who's gonna get me the answer as quickly as I want it. Sure. And how do, you, how do you see this happening on the consumer and perhaps what, um, you know, some of these communications channels uh, mm. that you described are, are working for or against? Mm. Well, yeah, I, I think that that is very much the case because I think as a society, we are more geared towards that, that kind of instant gratification and, you know, we want that instant response from the companies that, that you know we we are dealing with or buying things from or or interacting from in, in some other way and 
a lot of the technologies and channels that are coming or that have been on the market for a while now, particularly through social media and communications apps are enabling that kind of instant communication. So rather than um, sending an SMS and, you know, I mean, you, you know that it gets delivered very quickly, but you might not get a response very quickly. You know, that two way interaction with SMS um, was slightly more clunky and, and probably is still quite clunky today. We've seen chat apps really overtaking there in terms of how responsive a business can be to a consumer inquiry. Um, say, for example, through Facebook, you know, if, if you have Facebook, you can send and you have you're interacting with a business on Facebook and and they're using Messenger as their communications channel. Um, you get an indication, first of all, of how long on average it takes them to respond, which is tremendously useful and I think helps manage consumers' expectations. And I think consumers don't mind if it takes a while as long as they know, you know, roughly when they can expect a response. But then secondly, there is that capability for the business to respond very quickly. If you've got a number of people there on the back end that are responsible for man manning the, um, the messenger, um, you know, a number of admins who can manage the messenger experience, um, you know, that interaction between the business and the consumer can actually be quite, quite quick. And it's easy. It's easy for consumers if they're on Facebook, if they have Messenger, and this is just an example because obviously there are other communications apps and services out there that would be providing similar experiences, but it's easy for a consumer as well. So that's one element of it. Um, I, I think another element is in terms of when you, you're talking about how consumers selecting brands, another thing that I think might be interesting just to, to mention is that um, the the impact of social media influences now and particularly on Instagram, for example. And I think these influences are having, you know, a great deal of impact on how consumers are selecting the brands that they 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 buy and that they interact with now. So um, and Instagram, and again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I know I'm using Facebook a lot as an example here, or Facebook properties as an example here, but, you know, they are probably doing the most and the most visible in this space. Um, but, you know, they're now enabling um, brands on Instagram to be able to monetize that because they're putting the commerce pieces in place as well. So, you know, it's, 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 it's all of these things that I think are starting to to come together as, as part of the selection process. You've got the, the um, what do you say, the, um, the logistical side of things and then the, the emotional side of things, I suppose, if you can say that, you know, how, once they've made a choice, then how do they get access to that product or service? And then, you know, the actual act of making the choice that itself, how do they make that choice? It's, it's really um, interesting to see how evolving the, the whole what communications actually um, does for uh, brand engagement. Because mm -hmm. it, it used to be, I think, a straightforward customer service. You know, you call them, how do you communicate with them? And pretty much uh, one way, um, you know, email versus, and except mm -hmm. when you get somebody on the phone. Now it's it, it it sounds like as you are talking about the whole logistics is this uh, need to basic need to know it, it's it's about providing the data, and and all these things are coming together. Um, do you see the indication that consumers are aware of these things and and demanding it, or is is it something just uh, technology is enabling it? Oh gosh, that is a good question. Um, 
I think it might be a, a bit of both, you know, as, as um, technology does tend to go through that, um, that series of stages in the adoption process, doesn't it? You know, we see one company starting out with a feature or a service in the, in the market, um, and then it either lives or it dies by virtue of whether it, you know, the, the customers um, of that company that have induced, introduced the technology actually use it. And um, so I think um, the, the technologies, I, I was thinking about this earlier today in, in the context of this conversation that we're having um, and thinking, well, you know, consumers, when you think about it, <laughs> we do tend to be a little bit um, lazy, I guess, as well in terms of, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably do the least amount possible if we can in terms of getting access to a product or a service. Um, and so, you know, if, if, if the brand that provides that to us can make it easy for us to access and, you know, you know actually eliminate any barriers, um, then we'll probably go with that. Assuming, obviously, there has to be other elements that come into play, like the value of the brand or the value of the product or the service, that has to come into it as well. But the actual fulfillment process, um, I think um, anything that makes life easier for a consumer, um, that is the kind of technology that is going to, you know, uh, going to make a difference to their lives and um, that will be the technology that they'll want to keep on using to interact with their, with their brand or their service provider. I'm curious, um when you're looking comparing all these uh, different chat apps um are there any apps that are doing better in terms of uh, providing full features for you know uh, commerce ready or uh, to make it easier to have a conversations between companies and and consumers yeah sure i i think that there are um probably three or four um so obviously we have seen um wechat line cacao talk um all um making it super easy for their consumers to access uh, a network of merchants and services uh, through their platforms and they've been doing that for a while now what we're now starting to see is that Facebook is enabling a similar kind of capability on its platforms. And as I was mentioning to you before, the fact that businesses can have pages on Facebook, which they can then in, um, link with say a Facebook messenger capability. Um, and soon there'll be Facebook pay as well. So we're seeing that democratization, I guess you could say, of access um, to uh, to a business via a social media platform or via a communications platform um, that may not have been there before necessarily. And I think that's probably one of the most striking things um, about the development of the communications app and social media space recently. Thank you again to Pamela Clark Dixon for joining us today. Don't forget to tune into our next episode for the conclusion of our conversation with Pamela. You can find out more about Pamela and Ovum at ovum.com. To find out more about Gene and Tentech, visit tentech.com. Make sure to search for Mobile Interactions Now in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Tentech, thanks for listening.